3: in this program are based on the holy spirit leading of a man called coach
0: i gotta ask you this out there christian america
3: it's time for pass the salt with a coach dave daubenmeyer
0: you know one of the benefits of getting older is uh somebody told me this and it's really true the older you get the less you really care about what people think right i mean uh that is really really true i'm 71 years old i feel like i'm Still feel like I'm 50, but I'm 71. But I am more and more outspoken in the face of tyranny than I've, than I've ever been. And uh, I want to kind of explain that yesterday. You know, we went under a, under a, uh, a deposition yesterday for when our friend Alicia Healy, two years ago, four, three years ago now, almost four years ago, was arrested outside Planned Parenthood. So I was in deposition yesterday and had, had the opportunity once again to go face to face with attorneys lawyers. And, uh, um, uh, God bless attorneys. God bless them. We need them. God bless Roger Weaver. Roger. I don't know if it's possible to be a Christian attorney, to be honest with you, looking at this system. God, God bless, uh, Eileen, a Christian attorney. We need them. So this is not what well, some of the things I'm going to say here are not look, you're working within a system, right? It's like, I was just telling, uh, speaking to Dr. Paul Goslin before we went on the air, uh, I had to go to I had to go to the doctor yesterday for my yearly prostate exam, and I realized that the guy that who's just about to violate my hind end I don't know anything about this guy. I know nothing. I don't I don't know if he has a wife. I don't know if he has children. I I don't know anything about him. And yet I walk in there and completely trust him. Trust him. He doesn't know anything about me other than what's on that chart, right? And I thought uh, he was a really he is a really nice guy. And he, you know, I had a little bit of a conversation with him yesterday. But it's funny because I went from are you ready? This is this would be a good this be a good line. I went from a proctology exam by a lawyer in the deposition to a real proctology exam by a doctor. I thought, boy, what a day this has been, right? And so uh, I want to I want to pay homage or tip my cap to. Uh, to Tom Condit, attorney Tom Condit. I don't even know if you guys know him. Tom Condit has been my go-to attorney for uh, and Roger. But Tom Condit, when I get myself in trouble, Tom Condit's the guy I go to. I just pick him up, say, Tom, hey, this happened. And Tom Condit always defends me and never, ever asks for a cent, ever, ever. And he's in this middle of this lawsuit with Alicia Healy, a a friend of ours who was, uh, arrested at Planned Parenthood for walking on the property, and Tom has been working on this case for I don't know how long, couple of years, three, it happened three and a half years ago that she was arrested, and just now getting to trial. This is what the legal system's all about, right? See with me, I'm going somewhere. So, uh, <clears throat> so I'm in there yesterday, and uh, under deposition, by the way, I had to swear, so help me God, I had to say that. And boy, I wanted, I wanted to say something, I wanted to say something, they swore me, but I, no, but no, nah, nah, no sense, no sense causing trouble here, right? So help me God. So, And then I realized uh, that really the job of a lawyer, those, those, those other lawyers the t- on the other team, they are not interested in the truth. They are not interested in justice. They are interested in winning their case. And so they're looking for everything that they can do to make a lie out of what happened that day. You are, you are you guys with me? They're looking for holes, any hole they can find. They cannot look at this and say, you know what, doggone, here's a beautiful Christian woman who was wrongfully arrested. Man, somebody screwed up. Uh, let's Let's give her some money for her trouble and move on. Doesn't even enter their mind. They have to win. I don't. I don't. For the life of me, see, for the life of me, I don't understand. And I'm not. I'm not trying to uh, thank God for good Christian lawyers who are operating within that wicked system because that system is absolutely wicked. It is not a justice system. It's an injustice system, as we show saw yesterday with Alex Jones and what he was talking about. I want to be able to piggyback on top of that here today, okay? And um, again if you're an attorney, our son's going to take the bar. Hopefully he'll be an attorney. We love our son. We love Roger. We love Eileen. We love whoever our attorneys in there. And I know that you have to put on boots and gloves when you go in that system and work within that system. I understand that. Okay. I understand. I understand our judges are wicked. As we spoke about yesterday, when God judges the nation, he blindfolds the judges. So we we, we know that the, that the, the the American government is under the control of the Luciferians, the Masonic. We understand all that stuff. And so, therefore, when we, as just God fearing people, show up in a courtroom, uh, that courtroom is not about justice, friends. It's not about justice. Sooner we realize that, we'll, we'll understand that's part of the seizure of America that's taken place. God is not King of Kings and Lord of Lords in America anymore. The justice system is, the Supreme Court is, nine unelected bureaucrats are in control of it, and you see, we see that's where it's gotten us. So I want to share this with you as we go, rolling here the first thing, the last thing I sent it to you, what does the Bible say about lawyers? Now, listen, look, 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 the job of an attorney, no doubt in my mind, is to poke holes in truth. Did you, did you hear what I said? Their job, the great attorneys, poke holes in truth. That's what they do. Now, I've heard a lot of attorneys say, and I don't know if Roger wanted to jump in. I'm not trying to. get, I'm not trying to. I'm talking about the system. I'm not talking about the individuals, right? And you have to play within that system. And you have a judge that's sitting at the sitting on the, on the bench, and he gets to determine what evidence gets to come in and what evidence doesn't get to come in. Because why? Because the agenda is not justice. It's not justice. And Jesus told us. The Bible does not say anything about lawyers as we know them today, okay? Israel was under the legal jurisdiction of Rome during Jesus' time. So when the Bible mentions teachers of the law or lawyers, it is referring to the religious leaders who were experts in the Mosaic law. The modern-day court system with prosecuting attorneys and defense attorneys did not really exist in the time of Jesus. Do you, you realize that, right? There was no such thing as civil rights and civil law. You, you couldn't go to, Right. So at that time, when Jesus was talking about lawyers, he was basically talking about crooked leaders. With me? And What does he say? He says, woe to them. Woe to the lawyers. Scroll down a minute. I'll get you in here, Eileen, because I beat up on you guys already, right? Pull up is it Luke, uh, uh, the Bible mentions human accusers, those who bring a charge against another in front of a court or magistrate. But they are usually witnesses, not lawyers, for the prosecution. The only character in the Bible who comes close to filling the job of a prosecuting attorney is Tertullus, an orator who was knowledgeable of Roman law. Pull up Luke 12, 58. I think maybe that's just click on that thing a second. Where does it say low under the lawyers? That's, that's Luke uh, 13, maybe. So try, try Luke 13. See if it isn't in there. I'm sorry. I should have had this ready for you. This just popped on me the last minute when I was coming down. So so when the Lord said low, low uh, uh, yes, 58, maybe. I'm uh, going down. When, when the Lord said, "Woe uh, unto to the lawyers, where is it? Oh. Anyway, somebody look it up for me. That's what he was referring to. See, the legal system we have in America, it is a system, isn't it? It's a legal system. It's a system. And there, those of us outside, can I ask a question? Roger, Eileen, don't make anybody mad. Why, why, is, why is defending yourself cost so much money? Why do, why do legal fees cost so much money? And do they make legal things so expensive that you really can't fight? And so you capitulate and plead to something you didn't do because you cannot, you can win and go broke. You can win and go broke. Is that a victory? And that's what lawfare is. And that's what a lot of that stuff going on. And, before, you know, before I get going here, Eileen, I'll get you in here in a second. I'm, I'm bringing all this up because of the experience I had yesterday with those lawyers. They were not interested in the truth. No, they're not interested in the truth. They're interested in poking holes in the truth. And uh it was, it was a, good, a good experience for me. And I got a call yesterday. Jeff Nell literally just won in court. He won in court. How did Jeff, how did you win in court? Nobody wins in court. Now look, yesterday, hang on, Jeff, let me back up, up a second. So we're in there, we're doing this deposition. I had video. I had video. Of everything that had happened that day and how the arrest had taken place and how the officer was wrong had all of it everything and if i'm thinking if it's me and me and one of you guys sitting across the table i show that video and the uh guy across the table said gee i didn't know that's what's happened how can we make this thing right that's what two normal people would have done that's what two normal people it's right there they can look at it they can see exactly what happened he violated the law the the, the cop violated the law but see his attorney's job is to defend him. Well, he violated the law, and if he was a good attorney, he would be able to say, "You know what? My client screwed that one up. How can we make it right?" That's the way it's supposed to work, right? Can two walk together? Let's come. Let us reason together. We can't. We, we don't even do that stuff anymore. You walk into court, and you are defending yourself against whatever tactics the guy sitting on the bench and that other lawyer are willing to do against you. In fact. They can tell you that the evidence that you have is inadmissible. What? Oh yeah, yeah. That's what. That's how that system has come. I haven't forgot you, Eileen. Hang in there a second. So Jeff, now had a victory yesterday in court. Give us. Don't tell us your life story, Jeff. Give us a real quick run, over, uh, overview of of a victory for you in
1: court.
4: Uh, it, it started uh, four or five years ago. Yeah, I was uh, preaching at the county commissioners, and a candidate for district three, which I belong to. I went and did a video, and asked her questions regarding the dry queen story hour. And from then on, uh, I preached at the parade and, and uh, preached in front of her. And he called it to repentance. And uh, candidate night, uh, she. Okay,
0: so, so you have a history. You have a history of showing up and preaching. Okay what was, what was yesterday's
4: trial about what came came about well she used uh, the victimhood uh communist year of so these's rules for radicals uh step three and eleven uh she she got there she hid herself she presented herself as a total total poor me and, and stuff this way and uh i i hired a lawyer. And uh he's How a much believer. that
0: cost you, Jeff, because that's what we're talking about. How much did it cost you? Twenty five
4: hundred dollars. Twenty
0: five hundred dollars to prove you're innocent. Go ahead.
4: Yeah. And uh I I have my videos uh that she's claiming I was causing harm, calling her distress, raising her blood pressure and stuff this way. And then used it as an ammunition. So when I got to the courthouse, uh I was there first. Um uh, my lawyer was uh, the, the accuser lawyer she hired because uh, my court, my lawyer extended for the next day of the original court date. And all of a sudden she wanted an extension so she could get a lawyer to, to battle against it. So we went to uh, February 20th uh, yesterday. And I uh, finally got there. I prayed. I relied on Luke 12. 12. Don't meditate on what to say. Uh, he gave it the words to say within that hour.
0: Okay, too many details. What happened?
4: Okay. Uh, okay, she went back there behind the door. She, she wouldn't have to confront me. She sent an image of total victimhood. So we, we sat down, raised our hands, said the oath, I'll help you God, so forth. And she, she went to the, uh, the witness stand and actually lied through her teeth. It was just amazing, uh, all this kind of stuff. And then it was my turn and being questioned by both sides and result the evidence that she was lying totally so the judge's final decision was in the incident on december 22nd and revealed that i didn't threaten her i didn't do anything to her i used my first amendment right and i used scripture in my testimony and the judge
0: said not guilty
4: Judge says i we don't need to extend the TPO right that time. Right.
0: All right. And I guess, so folks, let me ask some will that lady be charged with uh, perjury. Will She be charged with perjury for lying. P- Probably not. Right. Probably not. So yesterday during uh, my deposition, they shown videos that I'd taken Jeff's, so this is interesting. I'm going somewhere. Stay with me. Uh, uh, he said, uh, the attorney, whatever you'd call that guy. Um, Mr. Dabemeyer, uh, why do you film? Why are you filming this? And I said, because of things like right now. Because I, I film everything. Because they make all kinds of scurrilous charges against this. And I got evidence. And you're looking at the evidence. No matter what the cop says, this is what happened, baby. So don't, folks, don't ever forget that. When you find yourself in a position where you're doing something controversial, film it. The eye in the sky does not lie. Okay, so uh, I don't want to. I don't want to get buried on this, but I'm. I'm heading somewhere. This is really, really important. So Spencer, is it Spencer? Go back to the uh, the uh, the scripture you had on the screen before, the one about woe to the lawyers, woe to the lawyers, and he said, woe also unto you, woe unto you also, ye lawyers. Why? For you laid men with burdens. In other words, you charged them $2,500 to prove yourself innocent. Jeff Klein, or Jeff Klein, Jeff Nell was found innocent, but he's out $2,500. In time and effort, right? So, again, they're not talking about lawyers here. They're talking about those who are in positions of authority. But it translates to lawyers today. For you laid men with burdens, grievous to be born. And you yourself touch not the burdens with one of your fingers. You just bring the charges, and then you sit back and you watch them squirm. And Jesus says, that is so ungodly. Eileen, come on in. Tell us. Uh, I poked you. poke back.
2: Okay. Good morning. I just wanted to say, number one, I was so naive when I became an attorney. And I wanted to... Make a difference and save the world. Well, within less than 10 years, I was almost six feet under uh, and just depressed and disillusioned. Because number one, I realized a few things. Number one, there's a reason they wear black robes and not white robes. (laughs) Number one. Number two, I was a divorce attorney. So I had the client, the judges against me, the other attorney against me, and the client against me the judge the client and the opposing counsel um but then i i tried to regroup but by the grace of god um he took me out of that system hmm. so now i'm a consultant and a, strate- a legal strategist and i teach the people how to maneuver through oh, the I Ooh, and you... i watch they pay me to watch the lawyer <laughs> So I don't have to go into the cage. I can be the like the coach. Mm-hmm. So um, that's so the, the all I have. The courtroom is a cage, isn't it? Isn't yes. My father I'm, used to. My father's a lawyer. He used to say, "Come on, they're calling your case. You're in the arena." I'm like, I didn't sign up for any arena. Yeah. and it's all about Isn't Isn't it all about lying? Lying.
0: Or at least uh, look. We all need a good defense, right? So we understand. We hire a lawyer to defend us, but it's about and it's supposed to be about truth. Eileen, isn't it about uh, a beyond a reasonable doubt? They say so. All all the trial t- attorney has to do is create reasonable doubt. So that's what they try to do, right? Right. Yep. They rather they than, said, rather okay, than just looking at the case and say, you know what. Well, you sure got ripped off. Let's can we can we settle this? And so you as I said, Jeff now goes into court twenty five hundred dollars later, and a lot of worry and a lot of concern. He's found innocent. But he it cost him a lot. It cost him a lot. Go ahead, Eileen. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna move on. I'm trying to I'm I'm
2: really trying to head yes.
0: somewhere this morning.
2: But that's the well, way it is, right? The system is working. Yeah. Um when I first became an attorney, my father was an attorney, my brothers were attorneys, and my father would say, uh, "Yeah, this uh, this is the legal system is a conscious search for the truth." Mm. So I believe that. And then when I almost was um uh, gonna check myself in or check out, he said, "Oh no," I said, "I gotta go," and he, he said, "Yes." This legal system is not fit for man nor beast. Let <laughs> alone let alone women. And I'm le- like, now you oh, tell my me. <laughs> oh the legal, my the legal system is not about truth, is it? It is not no. about truth. No. And, and so especially I, with divorce cases. They're always oh, everybody's goodness, there's three there's three truths. Hers, his, and
0: the truth. I swear the testimony I'm about to give shall be the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So help me God. And then you lie your ass off, and nothing happens to you. Yes or no? Huh? Yes or no? <laughs> nothing happens to you if you lie. Nothing happens. Let's get Roger in there. He's another one of those scummy lawyers. What are you saying, Roger?
3: Um, well, go get a cup of coffee and come back in 45 minutes. I'll just get being warmed up. <laughs> so
0: five, yeah, five hundred dollars an hour. We shouldn't <laughs> need that. To
3: oh, I there's much I could say that would, would be a differing opinion than yours, Dave. But yes. I think there's one thing that you, ha- you have to understand the role of the lawyer, be it defense or uh, the prosecution or civil or whatever is. The lawyer is ruled and the courtroom is ruled by procedure. Okay.
0: Yes.
3: So much of the objection Much of the desire to get at their truth, her truth, is truth, is that the procedure that is passed by the legislature, that is uh, handled by court of appeals, you're trying to defend your client under the procedures that we are to operate under. I
0: get that. I get that. I do get that. So So you're you're, you're the guy who hires you is hiring you to win. Well. And and you're,
3: and you're like the rules of evidence. There's a reason there's 24 rules of evidence that the legislature passed yeah. for a courtroom to adhere to. Um, so there, you know, as any system we operate under, there's lots of problems, don't get me wrong. But the procedures that take place in a courtroom is why the lawyer will fight for his truth or her truth. Uh-huh. Because they're operating, they, they, this is the procedure. This is how it's supposed to be run. Um, and those procedures are not something the lawyer has anything to do with. Right. Most likely that procedure comes down from the state legislature or a judge has made a ruling that has been appealed and then there's use, you know, the precedent has been set. So you want to keep that in mind as you tar and feather us is that when we're in the courtroom, you have to have some organization or it would be a free-for-all. And I'm tar-
0: I'm tar and feathering the system, not you, Robert.
3: Yeah, so just keep in mind, procedures dictate a lot of what goes Makes on sense. in yeah. a courtroom.
0: Yeah, and if I yeah. pay you $5,000, I want you to win. I get it. Well,
3: but I have to win and I have to argue on your behalf within certain procedures and those procedures are as simple as the judge saying, counselor, you've gone far enough. Well, the legislature has given the judge that authority to stop a lot of
0: stuff, which is one of the issues in the J sixers. That's what they're dealing with. Right. But, but you also
3: at the state level have the ballot box to elect the judges. See, (laughs) At the federal level, they're appointed. I get that, but and they're appointed for life. But at the state level, which most of us are involved in, the balance of power comes at the at the ballot yeah, box. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, mm-hmm.
3: other than that, I Roger, love you sh- all. I love you all. My hourly rate has just gone up for all of you, and <laughs> so. Uh, Life is good. Now, Gene, stop. Gene, be gentle now. Gene's ready to throw some flack my way. Yeah, he is. He is. Be gentle. Be gentle.
0: So should there be such a thing as a liberal judge and a conservative judge, a Republican judge and a Democrat judge? I thought we were after justice. I thought everybody's after justice. I'm going to let Gino in there. Then we'll get Kelly in there because Kelly's an attorney as well. Go ahead, Gino.
5: Okay, Roger. I love you, man. I mean, I tell you. But with my experiences with judges that I've talked to and lawyers, it's all legalism. There's no lawfulness about it. That's what he's I think that's
0: what Roger's saying. It's procedural. I think that's what Roger's saying.
5: Yes, but he is I don't wanna say what I wanna say, I guess. (laughs) Because, (laughs) because he's brainwashed. Legal procedures do not go what the truth is.
0: But it it is within the system. Gino, that's how the system operates.
5: No, 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 no. We got to stand up and say, no, the procedure's wrong. Because talk to a judge and he says it's all somatics. He went to school. He's a judge and pointed someplace and he took an oath to uphold what he said to follow those procedures, whether they're wrong or right. It's not the truth. It's all money. It's all about commerce. There's no victims.
0: You muted yourself, Gene. You muted yourself.
5: It's all about making a deal.
0: I think we're. I think we're on the same page. I think we're on the same page, right? That's why Jesus said, "Woe to the lawyers." Kelly, get in there, and defend yourself again. Kelly, get another, another Boy. member. Uh, Of the cloth or whatever you guys are called.
1: Well, Well, let me me just say former member of of the law, I got, I kind of had a hard reset years ago, but let me just tell you about my experience. And and you're talking criminal here, but civil, the standard is more likely than not. It's not guilty or not guilty. It's more likely than not, but it's not a system of justice. It's a system of injustice because in the showing that it's 5149. you know, they talk about blind justice and it should be fair and even, and it's not. Because they manipulate the truth to, to to try to win. It's all about winning, as I think Roger mentioned about the procedure. It's all about the procedure. And and you can win or lose just on that basis alone. There's a burden in, in civil, there's a burden of proof, because you gotta make proof, and then there's a burden of persuasion. And you need to persuade and show that you you win fifty-one, forty-nine or whatever it may be. Uh, but uh, as for me, in my experience, and the reason I'm glad that I'm out of what I call the sanitation business, which is taking care of other people's you-know-what, Yeah. <laughs> and that is because the court, after me practicing for over 25 years, the court allowed a guy to come in on a second trust deed behind a million-dollar first on our nice home down in Laguna Hills in Nellie Gale Ranch, custom home on a cul-de-sac, my next door neighbor was Vice President Chief General Counsel of Taco Bell. And they allowed a guy and a second trustee of 150 behind a $1 million dollar first to come in and try to inflate it to two fifty. When I wouldn't play ball and, and and pay amounts I didn't owe, he falsified a trustee's deed to himself from his corporation to his personal trust. He signed it. Seven false representations based on recorded documents. With the county recorder's office, he paid attorneys a half million dollars and he took our home and about oh, six hundred thousand equity.
0: Oh my goodness. And and
1: during that process, I got knocked out trying to deal with that. If he's spending half million dollars, you can imagine the time that I had to spend dealing with it while trying to raise three kids and run my office and run a home. Wow. And then during that time frame, he went and tried to get what Jeff dealt with, which is a restraining order. He wanted to keep me away from him because I went around posting signs saying Bill Joyner stole my home. And I showed about fifteen criminal violations that he made from fall, you know, fraud, forgery, perjury, everything. And I passed him out in his neighborhood. Posted them. Posted him down by his little P.O. box. He hid, he hid behind the gates of a private community and behind a P.O. box just right outside those gates. Mm. So I went and I posted flyers and passed him out and told people what what he did, but no one cared. The courts didn't care. No one cared. That's right. And then he went out and he got a restraining order against me. I never met the guy, never confronted him, never, never threatened him, but he knew what he did. And as I used to tell his attorney, if this was the old days, he wouldn't be around because someone would have taken him out. This was the, this was the old wild West. He'd yeah. be gone because Not me, but someone else previously, he did second trust deeds and he he took people's homes and he lived in Shady Canyon, which is where Tiger Woods and Mark McGuire used to live. And he lived in a seven and a half million dollar home and he took other people's homes. But regarding the restraining order, which Jeff dealt with, it's easy to get a temporary, what they call a TRO, temporary restraining order, usually for 90 days. And then there's another hearing. So I think Jeff had a follow-up hearing. And he he made these allegations that, oh, hey, I'm doing this and I'm coming after him and I'm posting these flyers. I went into his private community and I posted one on his on his garage door and on some of the neighbors. And then he wasn't going to get a continuation of the restraining order because I didn't do anything. I had a right of freedom of speech. okay? so a week before the hearing, he filed another false declaration saying that I was in his backyard filming his fence line and that he felt threatened because I was, I was basically stalking him. Okay. I never was there other than the one time at night passing out the flyers. And when he claimed I was in his backyard stalking him, filming his fence line, I was living with my brother because he had taken my home. I was living with my brother in Riverside County an hour away and the judge took that declaration and granted that permanent restraining order against me. And mm-hmm. I'd never met the guy, Kelly, never I love- met him or confronted him. Do, and the, do, that's what the courts allowed to, to do to me. So I don't mm-hmm. have any faith in the courts. It's a system of injustice. I'm glad I'm out. And Dave, if you see me uh, fighting hard to save our country and get people back with the good Lord, it's because you got to trust the Lord, not the government. It's one mm-hmm. thing to take my home but they're not going to take my country.
0: Amen. So if you see me
1: fighting hard, that's why.
0: All right, Kelly. Bless you, man. Okay, now listen, I got, I, I got part B of what we're to, I want to talk about here today. Okay, I want to connect some dots for you. So I want to hear from Sheila and then Jeff Klein. Sheila, tell us the story, not the life story. Jeff, same thing, because I got some other information. I want to piggyback on top of this. Go ahead, Sheila.
6: We've fallen into their system, and we didn't have to. Right. There's pre-existing law, which is the Bible and Ten Commandments. Where we are in America, we've allowed so much compromising that we're working right now on what's called positive law. And I've been working with constitutional attorneys on this because they couldn't figure out how I handled all my cases because I I couldn't afford an attorney. So what you do is you file a counterclaim. I mean, I could give you seven different steps, Kelly, that you could have done. You file a Liz Pendant, you go to mediation. Mediation. They can't sell the home. They can't I, I did all that, home. Sheila.
1: I did no, I did list no, penance. Kelly, I did cross. Kelly, I don't the plane. want to get
6: in a disagreement about it. All I'm saying is there are steps we can take, but right now we need to understand. We're talking everybody's talking about symptoms. We have to talk about roots. The root of this country, the law in this country to not have tyranny is God's pre existing law, and all the constitutional attorneys know it, but you can't have versions of truth. It has to come back to the truth. That's Amen. why we are where we are. Amen. Okay, I'm going to show. I'm going to connect some dots here.
0: Hang on. Hang on. Uh, Jeff Klein, go ahead. The courts are
7: corrupt. We got some corrupt attorneys, not all of them. But, you know, it's like the other day. I talked to three judges up there and point blank asked them questions, using Pastor Bill as an example. They couldn't answer nothing. They just look at you with that deer in the headlight look like, what do I say to this guy? And the one judge, he just looked at me and. And I understand this point of view but his escape goat was he pointed to the front of my shirt where it said Jesus is the standard he said right there's your answer That was it <laughs> I mean I mean why don't they go to the root of the problem what well, should have said the root of the problem fix the root of the problem
0: but no, that, I'm going I'm going to show you why here in a second Thanks thanks Jeff Joe Allen then nobody else for a minute go ahead Joe I've been on the other side of the fence where the judges And the lawyers were, went in the stateroom of a federal judge. He had
3: gold
5: teeth in the court jars on his front desk. He he asked me, he said, you know what that's for? He says, every gold
0: teeth I see coming in my courtroom, I gave five years. And that's what shifted my mind about the legal system. Trophies, huh? He had trophies. Because again, friends, here's what we have to understand. Uh, uh again yesterday when, when I was in a deposition, one side we were, we really could say both sides, but they're not they didn't, they weren't after the truth they were not after the truth now I understand their job was to defend their client. I understand that, but you swear to tell the truth the whole truth, nothing but the truth shouldn't attorneys do that as well shouldn't attorneys have to be able to be truthful? Shouldn't that matter? I think it should, but it isn't. So I'm gonna make I'm gonna connect a dot here for you, if I could. Pull up enemies of the people. <clears throat> I think I said, I'm sure I sent it to you, enemies of the people. Because we don't want to we don't want to believe this. See, some somebody somewhere along the line has seized our system. Now it goes back to Psalm 2. Throw that up there real quick, Spence. I think I sent that to you as well. I didn't even look. Is it Spencer this morning? <laughs> I, I didn't even look. I'm sorry. Huh? why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing the kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers by the way who are the rulers in the town that you live in right now where you live who are the rulers are there rulers who are they they say well it's the mayor is he really the ruler you say what's well, the city council it's the county commissioners are they really the rulers they're not they're not the rulers I'm going to show you the rulers. The kings of the earth set themselves, and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed. So right there, folks, right there is the American justice system. The kings of this earth have set themselves, and the rulers are taking counsel together against the Lord, by the way, which is the truth, and against anyone who's speaking the truth. The purpose of the justice system, which has been seized, is no longer justice, It's tyranny. It's the purpose of it, folks. Can somebody? I'm not again. If I wanted to hire Kelly Johnson to be my attorney, why? Why is it $500 an hour? Tom Tom Condon's up here sleeping right now. I don't know if he's up yet. He has to go to court today, and Tom's doing his. He's doing all this work for Sheila. Uh, My head, my brain just went dead. Free. I said, who pays your bills, Tom? He says, well, I get a third. Of the settlement, I said, "Well, what if there's no settlement? Well, huh? I get a third of it." But he said, "I believe in it. I believe in her, and I believe in it." Alicia, thank you. Uh, I don't know why. So, so, how do we get in this mess? Now, I'm going to show you the kings of this earth. Pull that back up there, Spencer, if you would. That one I had before. We start down at the bottom of it. These are the enemies of the people. You can believe it or you cannot believe it. Okay, you can believe it or you're not. Doesn't matter. So here's what happens. Mandate the solution. So vaccine, ID, This um, stay with me a second here, right? Uh, go to the top a minute. Go to the top. Let's work the other way. So here are the billionaire. These are the enemies of the people. The trillionaire shadow government. Whether you want to believe in it or not. Can somebody explain to me? Who the hell cares what the Queen of England thinks? By the way, she's dead. Who the hell cares what her soon-to-be-dead son says? Who cares? By what authority do they rule? So the enemies of the people, the kings of this earth who set themselves, Windsors, Rockefellers, Rothschilds, the Vatican. See, look, we we say that's not true. That's all conspiracy. Stay with me. Stay with me. There are more. There are more kings of this earth. There are more. And then they have their billionaire disciples. Who would that be? Buffett, Soros, Kissinger, Gates, Bloomberg, Bezos, who, by the way, did you guys know? Oh, i got a link on that one. Jeff Bezos just sold 40 million shares of Amazon. What does he know that you and I don't know? 40, he sold 40 million shares, not $40 million. 40 million shares of Amazon. The big sell off going on behind the scenes. Why? Because they're the ones, they're the disciples. They're the ones who do the work of the people that are above them. And what's their agenda? Their agenda is population control and population reduction. Can you say, can you say, uh, vaccine? Can you say, abortion? What's their agenda? A di- global digital currency. Why? Because if they can control the money, they control you. And their agenda then is a one-world government with them at the top of the pyramid and all the workers under. It. Now, here's how they do it. This is their formula. They create a problem. A virus. George Floyd, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. Black Lives Matter. Think about, think about how much time, effort, money, and attention was given to Black Lives Matter only to find out that behind the scene were just two women, just two black women who started this organization on their own, but no, they didn't start it on their own. See, they had been encouraged by those above them. Start this. Why? Create the problem and then offer the solution. So George Floyd, the pandemic, I can't breathe, and now an economic cr- uh, crash. So, oh my goodness, prices are so high. We can't give food. We're all going to die. What are we going to do? So they create the problem, and then they give you the reaction. So they give you lockdowns, masking, distancing, riots, lawlessness, anarchy, chaos. That's what's going on. Black Lives Matter burns down everything, and the and the God fearing. Uh, Patriots try to do the same thing and they get arrested and there's chaos everywhere you look. And then they let all these guys come across the border and we got veterans that don't even have benefits yet. We're given $500 a month to, to immigrant, not immigrants, illegal immigrants. You with me? You, you following here? Huh? And then what happens? Well, the Bill Gates rides into town and they give you the, they give you the solution. Scroll down a bit, Spence. Excuse me. What's the solution? well, Vaccine ID and a microchip, and then they'll get rid of that cash. Yeah, we'll get rid of that cash, and then we'll have a universal global currency. What could possibly go wrong? You see it? You see it? And I hate to tell you, attorneys, the legal system is at the heart of it. And we were talking about that yesterday, Merrick Garland. Going to all, all of the attorneys going where? Where are all the attorneys going? Harvard, Yale, Dartmouth, Columbia, maybe a couple others, but they're they are Luciferian, New World Order, communist-trained attorneys that they then put in positions of power. Right? And then force us to live under that system. So when when attorneys like Roger and like uh, Kelly and like Eileen are in the system, there have to be times, I'm not, I'm not dropping any dime. Tom Condit wants to do a book on it, by the way, because he's seen the in, underbelly of it, right? He sees the manipulation of what's going on behind the scenes. Okay, hang on, not done. Spencer, go to, uh, I got to tie this one in. Number six, who really controls the world? Who really controls the world? And then after this, I'm going to open it up. Sheila Holm could take us, she could take us down so far. Now, look, I'm going to tell you this. You guys know that I don't try to bring stuff to the table that's not true, okay? So I'm going to tell you this right now. I don't know if what this is true, but this sure goes in line with what we were just talking about, okay? Let the Holy Spirit guide us into all truth. But we better understand the Bible tells us that we're not to be ignorant of his devices, plural, what is the devil doing? And he's doing it, coming as an angel of light, right? See, a lot of people, I'm going to read down through this, it's called the Outsider Club. A lot of people dismiss the, nation, the notion of a secret society out of hand. They don't believe in it. To then talk to the Bilderbergers and the Freemasons is far-fetched, but it's partly because it's easier not to believe. After all, to believe that a small secret group of powerful individuals controlling the shots behind the scene means conceding that our fate, generally speaking, is out of our control. We don't want to admit it, right? After all, to believe, I'm sorry, uh, it means accepting the rich and powerful, accepting the fact that the rich and powerful are on the world, and that our very democracy in many ways is a sham. By the way, we're a republic. Still, these societies really do exist. And they really puppet, uh, are they really puppet masters pulling the strings on the world stage? Only they know. We're just left to speculate. Still, we can at least acknowledge their existence. And maybe by evaluating the scant information we do have, start to shed some light on their influence in global politics. So let's get started. So hang on. Having a conversation the other day, and I said, uh, over the legal system, over something else. And the guy I was talking to was an attorney. He said, Oh, well, hell. That's what he said. Oh, hell, they're all Masons. He said that they're all Masons. I'd think, well, that's a conspiracy theory. My grandfather was a he was a part of the local lodge. Stupid, are we? The Bilderbergers. So here are the groups. I'm not going to take time to write, read all down through it. I'll put it in the chat. These are the kings of this earth who set themselves and the rulers taking counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed. The Lord loves justice. So what would the devil love? Injustice. Come on. The Bilderbergers. I'm not going to read down through it. The sleepy town of Walford. That's where they came out of. Then the Bilderberg framework. and tells you how they did. Eighty of the world's most powerful people are members of this Bilderberg framework. Eighty. Eighty people. Then there's the Bilderberg agenda. What is the Bilderberg agenda? One international. Uh, here's how he describes their agenda. One international identity that observes one set of universal values. Centralized control of the public opinion through propaganda. A new world order within rulers, with rulers our subjects and the illusion of democracy. A zero-growth society without prosperity or progress, only greater wealth and power for the rulers. Manufactured crisis and perpetual wars. Establishing the UN as a de facto world government and making NATO a world military. This is their agenda. So then they have Bilderberg Partners. It tells you who the partners are going down. Scroll on down. Oh, who's all the Rockefellers are in there and the Rockefellers and the well, many presidential candidates are also members of the Council on Foreign Relations. You heard that before? Say, all coaches, this is all conspiracy. Well, okay. <laughs> it is, huh? But how many of them are members of the CFR, the Council and Trilateral Commission, all that? Well, well, let's see. How about uh how about let's freeze it right there? How about the Herbert Hoover, Adelaide Stevenson, Dwight Eisenhower, John Kennedy, Richard Nixon, Gerald Ford, Jimmy Carter, George Bruce Sr., Bill Clinton, John Kerry, John John McCain? These groups are also responsible for spawning a huge number of the CIA and the Treasury. So clearly, the Bilderbergers have considerable influence in the United States and the world at large. Then it says the Freemasons. We don't want to believe it. There it is, the Freemasons. Oh, you say, yeah, but I go to the lodge and we're just a good fellowship and we wear funny hats and we go out and we serve people. Yeah. Yeah, that's what's at the bottom level of it. Just like us thinking, uh, we go Republicans, go Republicans, when the Republicans are controlled by the same stuff anyway. They give us an illusion of being on our side. They get the two card Monte. The, what are you saying about that? One again, yin against yang, yin against yang, yin against yang. Republicans good, Democrats bad. All oh, those dagon Democrats, all oh, those dagon Republicans, Ying against yang, yin against yang. Yeah, wow. Oh, boy, boy. Uh, and it's all controlled through dollars and cents. Scroll on down there. I'll put this in the chat so you can go down through it. Dollars and cents. Look what's on the back of the dollar. There it is. Huh? Pulled up Spence. Look. Freemason sign on the back of the dollar. Never say, oh coach, you're just speculating. Oh am I? 1790, President George Washington, a Freemason appointed another Freemason, uh, Pierre Char Chard to design design it. The federal capital. Scroll on down. View the city. There it is. There's, the, <laughs> there's Washington, D.C. Huh? Masonic. They create a network. See how this works? See how it works? Of course, Freemasons aren't just cheeky designers, content to set secret symbols into the American icons. The members hide in plain sight. 18 other Freemasons, James Monroe, Andrew Jackson, Teddy Roosevelt, Franklin Roosevelt, Harry Truman, Gerald Ford, General Supreme Court Justices. include Ben Franklin, Thomas Paine, Paul Revere, Patrick, all Masons. J. Edgar Hoover headed the FBI as a Mason. John McCain, Bob Dole ran for president as Masons. John Glenn, Buzz Aldrin flew to the moon or faked it, and they were Masons. John Clark, John Wayne, Clark Gable, Harry Houdini, Mark Twain, Oscar Wilde, Mozart, all Masons. Henry Ford, too. Some even say Jack the Ripper was a Mason. So they're architects of the new world order, and free Masons are suspected of. You ready? Huh? plotting the assassination of Kennedy, Diana, Abraham Lincoln, John Lennon, and Pope John Paul, rigging the justice system, instituting the income tax, faking the movement in Lennon, and orchestrating the September 11th. All the conspiracy theories are right there. And if we say anything about it, they say, oh, you're a conspiracy theorist, right? right? I wonder who came up with the idea of conspiracy theorists. Skull and bones. It's easy to miss, dismiss it, right? Well, <laughs> it's not yeah. They're all in control. Scroll on down. The devil and Don Quixote. That's enough. Put that in the chat. You can do, you can do it for yourself. So, folks, we are – oh, wait a minute. Here it is. Informations – oh, go back down there, Spence. I'm sorry. Clear the bottom. Right there. Yep, go on down. On down. Right there. In addition to Tafts and bushes, the Boners, Bones guys were – uh, Pierre J., the first chairman of the Federal Reserve. These are skull and bones guys. Winston Lord, Chairman of the Council on Foreign Relations, David Bourne, Governor of Oklahoma, Raymond Price, speechwriter for Presidents Nixon Ford, and Bush, Stephen Allen Schwartzman, co-founder of the Blackstone Group, FedEx founder, Frederick Wallace Smith, John Chafee, U.S. Senator, William Donaldson, who Bush tapped to be a bonesman. Uh, Bush tapped five other bonesmen to be in his administration. William Bundy, U.S. Supreme Court, Justice Potter Stewart, John Kerry, Austin Gouldsby. Folks, they are everywhere come on in jack come on in jack yeah
3: um i just want to touch on sheila alluded to the root roger alluded to the fact that the legislators make the rules for the courts okay so you have unlicensed uneducated unconstitutional legislators writing the rules for the court how what could possibly go wrong (laughs) the legislators i haven't found i'd never find a legislator that has read the state constitution that he's legislating over and i hand them one they've never seen it i highlight it and underline it and show them places they got to read maybe maybe even just their own job description not one not one in what 15 years not
8: one
0: Hmm. jack i'm looking right here it says uh there are 800 only 800 living members of the skull and bones and they only allow 15 members admitted each year. You talk about an exclusive control group, right? John Kerry was a bonesman. George, both Bushies were bonesmen, right? Good old boys. Good old boys operating within the system. How do judges, Roger's in the legal system. I just got his hand up. You know. Hey, Roger, how do, how do judges get appointed, appointed judge? Who does that appointing, Roger?
3: Well, um, it's usually a political environment for the appointment. You know, the federal judges are nominated by you, the senators of the particular area for that uh, district, and then, and then. those masons,
0: those senators are masons nominated other masons. Yeah,
3: but okay. let me. Yeah, but let me share quickly. So I don't know if everybody understands what happens at the local lodge. So give me one minute. My my mom and dad, my mom was Eastern star. My dad was the Mason once a month. He'd put his tuxedo on and my mom, Eastern star ladies all had fancy dresses <laughs> and my mom would put her fancy dress on and they would go to the lodge meeting that night you know, at the lodge. Um, I have no idea what they did inside there. Um, I do now a little better understanding, but at the time as a boy, it's, 12 and 13, or whatever. You're just like, this is something my mom and dad enjoy doing. Sure,
4: sure.
3: Um, we would go, the, the Aladdin Shrine Circus was big. Uh, I give them credit. They kept elephants in the show till the very end. <laughs> um, and then we would go to a lodge picnic. And I remember getting free peanuts as a kid. It was all so innocent. You know what I'm saying?
5: Yeah.
3: And I remember uh, my dad rose up to. Like head of the local lodge. Now, keep in mind, in Columbus, it's probably 50 local lodges. You know what I'm saying? So he he rose up to the Rickley Lodge, you know, Grand Poupon, and they had a dinner. But it was just so innocent. It was just like kind of being in a fraternity. It reminded me of my frat days. And um, Yeah. It is only in the last, you know, ten years that maybe I've got a much better understanding and what they're teaching. I think it had a direct negative effect on his faith, but he did not know it. Hmm. Um, I did not know it that um, they espouse things that are anti-biblical and are in yep. our direct confrontation with our faith. Yep. But it, it, but it began and and played out in my dad's little life of Masonicness. You know, once a month, they they had fun. They got together and and they closed the door into the whatever the assembly is, and they'd all. And my mom would dress up in these wonderfully good-looking outfits.
0: Um, it was a Roger. It was a counterfeit church, right? There was no. Well, I think it, I think church. it
3: was, and you know, I think for those of us that maybe never had anybody in the lodge, or you don't know what, it was so innocent at that level. It really was. Yeah. Um, but as I look back, and and. You know, my dad would sell tickets for the Shrine Circus, and he'd want me to buy one as a lawyer. And I remember I bought it for a guy that was a judge and became a state senator. And I remember thinking, this is the most unqualified guy I've ever known. <laughs> but now but now as I look back, he probably used all of his Mason contacts sure. to, to get the nod. I mean, <laughs> I I look back on that, and I think it very well happened that way. Amen. Um, so, anyways, that that is the little experience of the local lodge at Rickley, and my uh, mom and dad once a month. My dad would put his tux on, and he looked good. And man. my Remember? mom would have two or three of these fancy Eastern Star dresses, and they would go for the evening and have fun. I thought
0: Satan comes as an angel of light, right? Comes as serving people, taking care of sick, Shriner Hospital. What could possibly be wrong with the Shriners, right? Because I listen. In modern America, it is a substitute for the church, because there is no outreach from the church. Church is inward focused, and men want to do things, so they get involved with these charities. They think they're charities. What a hook he puts in their in their mouth. Paul Goslin, come on in. Then Judah.
5: Hey, Coach, I know you didn't. Elon Musk wasn't on there, and I just reminded that Albert Pike. The father of modern Freemasonry, a lot of his quotes. And one of his quotes was,
0: if they need a hero, we'll create one for them. Mm. And also, i um, Look at so- Hollywood. Look at Hollywood. There you go. So, scrolling key is a society actually above um, that uh, skull and bone
5: society. So, you know, we're learning the truth, but we don't know exactly what's going on, but we are on our way. But I'm just thinking people should not be surprised because I think this guy, Ian Musk, is a scumbag and he looks good.
0: But, I, you know, a lot of They these... come as an angel of light, Paul. They always come as an angel of light. Amen. Judah.
8: Hey, Coach. This is a, <laughs> this is a great uh, topic of conversation because people really do. They need to educate themselves on this topic because it hasn't gone away. And, um, uh, Roger, we will pray for you, um, in, in terms of understanding. And the reason why I say that is because as a, as a child, I grew up in the same household. I saw my parents go to these events. I witnessed my father go from a man to a man who lost his soul. Mm. And, uh, in that process, I, I witnessed that, um, and, and the hard part is understanding. So when they receive these as the beginning, <laughs> the apprentice, as you move on in the degrees, um, these things, you, you come to the understanding of when you have to denounce Christ. Um, that is not a uh, an allegation. That is a degree of fact of understanding when people have to accept Boaz and Jacob. And approach Baal, the sun god, and their worship, they use, people have to understand this, it is not Christianity. That is one of the Bibles that they lay out in front of you. It is used as a weapon. That weapon is used to manipulate God's people from their perspective. That is what people have to understand because these events that they went to, they no longer do they have to deal with innocence. they're not going for hey you know, but this has become their culture, their environment. it's what they mm-hmm. walked into so church these it's their church it's, the, it's not their church, it's their demonic stronghold
0: well they yes right yeah
8: and and so this is the this is the thing I'm saying, the reality that people have to understand, and this goes into those who are in our capital today, the demonic forces that they allowed into themselves through these rituals. And and the rituals are considered secret. The reason why they're considered secret is because they don't want the public to know that they deny Christ and that they allow the spirit of Boaz into them. What is the spirit of Boaz? It's a demon. It's a fact. It is a pure demon. So now when you understand that education how do you remove these demons from your life? Mm. So now you can move into a proper understanding, a proper relationship. And that is what has infiltrated our churches, these pastors, and these groups of people. And that's what needs to be uprooted. Amen. But ultimately, behind all these secret orders, you know, like, you know, I, I say this all the time, you know, Q drop 223. You know, what was it exposing? It was exposing that Betsy DeVos and the whole family were Masons. So now, you, now you get an understanding these things. These things were left for us, the people, to rise up in God's word. And then through mm. Ephesians 5.11, exposed to the world what they were doing. And now we come to understanding that, wow, this thing's all being unraveled in front of all of us. Yeah. Amen. And it's Amen. our civic duty as those in Christ to go out and share it with people. And it's an honor and it's a duty to be able to say, you know what? Set the captives free. God Amen. is going to sit on his throne.
0: Amen. Amen. Okay, so listen, Judah. Sheila, I want you to hold off. I want you, Sheila, I, can you come in tomorrow and we'll go deeper on this tomorrow? I want to get Craig in first. Go ahead, Craig. So,
7: coach. Last uh, night we were working putting some things away. I pulled out a trunk, right? And I knew this. My my grandfather, uh, World War One vet, West Pointer, uh, was a was a mason. And I had his card about three years ago. I came across it. I took that thing out and I burned it. It was the prettiest blue that I ever did, and it took <laughs> a long time. So last night I found this blue cap, and it says uh with with gold over it and it says 50 years light blue and my wife says Joe i wonder what that is we gotta you know keep it fast i said that's a mason hat and i looked it up on either side were two little emblems of the double eagle and i took that thing out last night and i have a a flamethrower that's hooked up to a propane because you can <laughs> you know burn brush and stuff like that yeah do you, do you know how long it took me to burn that thing if i yeah. took that if i it, it wasn't a hat like yours it's a round little cap it's a beanie cap How long do you think it'd take me to burn that thing on top of your head? Maybe a minute or two. You think 10 minutes with flames on it to burn that thing. (laughs) Not in my house stops at my family.
0: Amen, baby. Amen. Amen. Sheila, can you verify, can you join us tomorrow and we'll go a little bit deeper on this stuff? Absolutely. All right. man. can't wait till the, Hey folks, can't be ignorant of his devices, right? Look, we look around and say something's wrong well we got to quit treating symptoms and go to the root of what it is that's what we're trying to do god bless edmar